I'm Peggy Hames, and welcome to the community of Holy Stragglers. I'm an ordained minister, a licensed therapist, and a lifelong writer, and I created this place for people who struggle with faith, who feel like they straggle along, never quite in step, and yet who continue to seek to follow in the way of Jesus. Today, we are talking about fear. I have been thinking about this for the last several weeks. You know, there's, as we are in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic and struggling along with trying to figure out all of our responses to that, from time to time, I see people like on social media or in the news making comments of, I am choosing not to live in fear. Or I have faith, I am not going to live in fear. And uh, the context of at least some of those comments um, are that they, they don't want to wear a mask or they don't want to follow the recommended precautions because nobody's going to make them afraid because they believe in Jesus. I, it's something in that just did not ring right with me. Uh, and so I've been thinking about it, and I've realized that maybe it's not helpful for us to say, I'm not going to live in fear. Yeah, no, Nobody wants to live in fear. It's a miserable neighborhood. But maybe we're better said to, to say and to think about how we live with fear. So the impression that it's easy to get sometimes, um, and easy to get because preachers just like will write out say it, um, is that if we are faithful enough, we will not have fear. And you know the whole thing, which I've never looked up for myself and counted, but it has been said that in the, the Bible says 365 times, don't be afraid. So it means that we should have no fear. Every single day, don't have fear. Well, yeah, and I think there's a difference between living in fear and honoring the gift of fear. Uh, Let me unpack this a little bit for you. So, um, as some of you know, I help staff workshops that have their origins in the work of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and her Life, Death, and Transition workshops. So one of the things that Elizabeth taught in her workshops was that, that we have natural emotions. They are, are, are part of who we are. They are not good or bad. They are just a part of the way we function in life. And one of those natural emotions is fear. And fear is not in and of itself a bad thing. Fear helps us to pay attention. Fear helped our ancestors to survive. Uh, if, you know, if you develop a healthy fear of the tiger, that's all the better for you. Yeah, you know, I saw this uh, many years ago. I was um, scheduled to preach on Sunday morning at a church in another part of the state, eastern part of the state, and I was scheduled to leave on, on Saturday morning and got up, 
packed ready to go and it was snowing and which is it's kind of a rare occurrence where I live but it wasn't just snowing we had an all-out blizzard and we let me tell you we don't get blizzards where I live so um, the snow was pouring down and the wind was blowing it was hard to see but I was committed and, and I'd called didn't get an answer so I set out thinking well I'm heading east so it'll probably get better the the farther east I go but I mean I, I didn't get didn't get out of town good between before I started getting really scared because the snow was coming down and I couldn't see and I was in a I was either front wheel drive or four wheel drive but still it yeah you know, it's hard to keep my my car on the road the wind was blowing and I got really scared and that fear said to me, this is dangerous. Um, you don't need to be doing this. You need to go home while you still can. So I did. I, I turned around and and got safely back home. I called the church and answered and found out they had no power. So they had canceled services anyway, which would be nice to know, but it, I digress. So anyway, that fear was a gift. So if you ask me if I am afraid of the coronavirus, I'm going to tell you, yeah, because it is a nasty virus. And it can do really nasty things to us. And um, it, it is not good news. I have a real healthy fear of it. Which means if I am out in public, I'm wearing my mask, mo mainly so that you don't get it from me. It means that I follow all of the protocols of the hospital where I work. Um, it means that if I've been on call in in big hospital where we have COVID patients, when I come home, I strip down in the, in the laundry room and throw my clothes in, in the wash and wash them in hot water. That fear, my healthy fear of a potentially fatal virus leads me to do things that lessen my odds of getting it and lessen my odds of giving it to you. So, you know, I, I think that's a real healthy fear to live alongside, to live with. That's different from living in fear. When I'm living in fear as opposed to with fear, then fear becomes dominant. Fear dominates everything. I can spend hours obsessing about it. Um, filled with worry and anxiety. See, anxiety, one of the ways to understand anxiety is that it is fear that has gotten divorced from its purpose. So instead of being channeled in its purpose to alert us to potential danger so that we can um, take corrective action, it just kind of runs over the banks. It's kind of like a, the difference between a, um, a stream or a river that is hooked up to a water wheel and it's spinning the wheel and it's creating power 
that's the the channeled fear the the running over the banks anxiety just messes everything up it makes it, it makes it harder to move forward it doesn't generate any power it leaves us powerless and it is it's completely counterproductive so anxiety which is like a whole another story for a whole another podcast but essentially it keeps us in these unproductive loops it is fear that has gotten divorced from fear's primary purpose okay so where are we so i'm, I'm arguing that uh, we should think in terms of living with fear and that is acknowledging that fear is a basic human emotion it's a natural human emotion and <clears throat> and it has a purpose of alerting us to dangers and that when we get divorced from that purpose when fear runs rampant that's when we get anxiety I could have had a really bad day you know I could have wrecked my car I could have gotten stuck in snow I could have been injured I could have been killed it could have been a really bad day I felt the fear and I didn't do it so I think part of what what our task is with fear is the task of discernment so to ask what's what's the worst thing that can happen here well when i was driving in the blizzard the very worst thing was that i could have a wreck take somebody else's life and end my own life in it so when you look at that equation it's like uh, is it worth to do it anyway no it's not it's not but the thing is out of our, our anxiety sometimes we create these stories these nebulous stories about oh this fear is awful it's going to be terrible and when we really sit down and look at now honestly realistically and this actually is where it can help to talk to a therapist or to talk to a trusted friend who will kind of help you be honest about this but to look at okay what is really the worst thing that can happen like um i'm i'm really scared to do that open mic night okay what's the worst thing that can happen you will bomb if you're singing you will be off key it will be awful and people will boo if you do stand up it will be that you will not be funny um and that people will heckle you and you will be embarrassed um and you might throw up so really what are those worst things okay they they are not going to stone you if you bomb it's gonna hurt it's gonna stink it it may be embarrassing and humiliating but they won't knock on your door that night and say i'm sorry we have to kill you because you were so unfunny so when we look realistically at what are the consequences 
of going ahead, feeling my fear, but going ahead and doing it anyway, then we can make a decision. We have the ability to make a choice. You know, anxiety makes us feel like we have no choices. Sometimes the fear comes because we are doing something new and we don't know how it will all turn out. Um, we are stepping out of our comfort zones. We're just kind of like doing the, the open mic night, I suppose. Um, but to recognize, okay, this is just fear because it's unfamiliar. We, we can't go into automatic here because we don't know what automatic looks like. Um, this is unfamiliar territory. It's like if you make a drive, say driving to work every day, um, you, you don't even have to think about. You know, you just get in your car and you start going and it's like the car automatically knows where to turn. And so you can relax. But if you're driving to a friend's house that's in another part of town where you've never been before, then all of a sudden you're more anxious that, oh wait, I have to pay attention. I don't know where the next turn is, um, especially back in the day before GPS, it really was the case. Um, but we, we have to pay lots of attention and it just feels very, very awkward and there's nothing really smooth about that trip. So that's just, that comes with the territory. So when we step back and look at it and analyze it, we can say, oh wait, this I'm trying something new. I'm moving to a new place. I'm starting a new job. Um, I'm embarking on a new adventure. I am trying to do something in my life differently. I'm trying to change. I'm trying to heal. And so it's all very unfamiliar to me. And sometimes I get scared. And that's really normal. And that kind of fear, you know, it need not stop us. It just informs us we got to pay attention a little bit more. So there are fears um, about which you can do nothing or nothing concrete. Um, I've had friends whose children went off to war and they feared for their safety and for their lives. And, you know, they couldn't couldn't run over there and, and tuck them in at night and make sure they were okay. Uh, I was talking last week with a friend and um, they were sharing with me their fear every time their son, they're African-American and every time their son leaves the house of, is he going to be okay? You know, is he going to get home? 
that's a realistic fear. Um, so what what do we do in those cases? Uh, we it, it involves other people. We can't make those choices. And I think that's where our faith comes in. You know, I, I think we draw on faith in, in all of these situations. Uh, you know, God, give me wisdom to know what to do with this fear. Or God, give me the courage to go ahead and do this thing, even though I'm terrified of doing it. Um, God, give me the, the strength to go to the AA meeting, even though I'm so scared of, of changing and I'm even more scared of not changing. In these situations where we have no control, but we feel a great deal of fear, our faith calls us to rest those situations, those people, into the loving hands of God and to rest ourselves there. To not live under the shadow of constant fear, but to take note of the fear as it arises, to use that as a cause to remember, I will say a prayer for this person. I will ask God to hold them and ask God to hold me. Our faith helps us with fear in another way, and that is to give us the strength and the courage to work to change those situations that create fear in others. Whether it is to change a situation where people who are different don't know each other and don't have a way of listening to each other's stories and hearing each other's lives. Um, whether it is working to change a system that, that does not work fairly for all people. Whether it is become to become makers of peace in whatever way we might do that. So that in days to come, the people who follow after us will not have to deal with that same kind of fear. You know, I, I didn't, again, I didn't go through every reference to don't be afraid that's in Scripture. But I know that at least a lot of them say don't be afraid because God is with you. Don't be afraid because you have not been abandoned. It is not, don't be scared of nothing and go out and do whatever you jolly will, please. It is when life gets deep and life gets hard and the diagnosis isn't good or the news isn't good or life seems out of control or the person whom you've promised to love for the rest of your life has decided they do not love you. 
in all of those circumstances. God is with us, and God's love is stronger than any fear. So I invite you over these coming days to explore what it means in your life not to live in fear, but to live with fear and to listen to how you or pay attention to how you make friends with fear that is serving you and how you turn the volume down on the fear that does not and how you find the wisdom to know the difference. Thanks for joining me today on this episode. Listen, if you've enjoyed this and you would like more, I invite you to consider becoming a part of the Community of Holy Stragglers membership group. It's coming up here soon, and it will be an opportunity for folks to talk with about faith, to learn about faith. Every month, I will be bringing you some kind of Bible study, um, which may not be a whole lot like other Bible studies you've had before. It will be whatever it needs to be. It will include a weekly time just to gather and to pray for each other and for the world and some other cool things. So if you're interested, I invite you to go to heartcallings.com and you can learn more about it. You can read my blog there too. So I uh, thank you for spending the time with me and I look forward to next time. Take care.